want to welcome everybody to Radio Arizona RV. This is Eric Stark, your host of the show. Now, today we're going to talk about the Ford V10 spark plug problem. I alluded to this last week in episode number 32. And by the way, today's episode will be number 33. And we're going to shoot for 30 minutes, just as I talked about in the last episode as well. Now, today, the Ford V10 is going to be the subject with the spark plugs that come out in the problems that you can face getting it repaired and the challenges of dealing with that. It's not a, a simple fix in a lot of scenarios, but again, this is Eric Stark with the radio, Arizona RV RV maintenance and education show for the do it yourselfer and the do it yourselfer should be in quotation marks because there's a lot of RVers out there who can do things themselves and they want to learn more. And if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, you really need to become one because owning an RV takes effort. You have to be able to repair things on your own it, or at least diagnose it or get a good sense of whether you should take it to professional or not. You know, I don't think a do-it-yourselfer, including me, myself, should do everything ourselves. There are times where we do have to call the pro and if we have to call them, sometimes we have to bite the bullet and pay the money and just get it done. It might be out of our league. So that's just a, a nice reminder for the do-it-yourselfer, you know, be cautious, but <laughs> be brave, go, you know, try to save that money and fix the problem on your own. And next week I want to talk about Solera awnings. They've been around for a long time. They're on 70% of the RVs that are being made today. And Solera is owned by Lippert components. And I have talked about Lippert components in the past. I'm going to kind of take a new stand with Lippert. Um, they have improved significantly in a lot of areas that I griped about in the past. So that's going to be for next week. And Solera awnings are, you know, like I said, they're on a lot of RVs. So I want to talk about that and some of the products they offer and the warranties. They are a really good product line. We are stepping into it right now, big time. They're going to be on our websites. We're selling it locally in the store. And for those of you who don't know, we are located in Welton, Arizona, which is just outside of Yuma, Arizona. So this time of year, which right now it's February, it's a winter visitor capital. We have, you know, hundred thousand plus RVers here or 200,000, whatever the number is. I don't know, but there's a lot, the parks are full and we are busy and we do a lot of awnings. We do a ton of awnings and awning repairs and Solera are definitely on our radar. They're the ones that are going to need the repairs in the future. So if you own a Solera and you got a question, call me Eric at Arizona RV 800-789-5588. I also want to take a moment just to ask you to check out Arizona RV part center. That's our main RV parts and accessory website. That's where you can buy just about everything we talk about on the show or that I talk about on the show. And it's just a nice place to find RV parts and accessories at reasonable prices, reasonable shipping. We do the best we possibly can. Now the Ford V10 and what brought this, this about is I have a service vehicle. So 2002 Ford F or excuse me, E350 Econolive van, and it has the V10 in it. Now this van has been problem free since day one. And we bought it brand new in 2002. It today, it has 235,000 miles on it, or I should say when the engine was 
redone in it when this problem came about. So the van was immaculate inside out. You know, there's a few little things here and there, but nothing major. And there's been no, nothing other than regular maintenance on it. You know, a couple set, and not literally a couple sets of brake pads, oil changes, transmission services, uh, cooling system flushes, tune-ups, and that's about it. I mean, there has been nothing other than the regular maintenance done to this vehicle, tires. So one day I'm driving home and the spark plug pops out, you know, it starts missing, makes this, you know, horrendous noise, like the exhaust, you know, everything's coming out of the cylinder. So it sounds really bad. Figure out the spark plug came out, the threads are ruined, and there's not a lot you can do is you can't just screw it back in. So I started looking into getting what is called a time cert or a nut cert or an insert. There's all these different terms for it put into the cylinder head. I figured I could do this myself, or if I have to, I'll take it somewhere. But now this is a Ford van. It's not a truck, a truck. You can access just about access the entire engine. I have a 2000 Ford F two fifty four wheel drive pickup and working on that engines easier than the van, but in a lot of respects, not much. It's a four wheel drive. So it's up higher and those engines are kind of buried in there too, but a, a truck would definitely be easier. And by the way, this doesn't just happen on Fords. It happens on a lot of different makes and models of vehicles, but Ford seems to have a problem with the V tens and I've heard on the V eights as well. So after investigating this and calling around and kind of putting the pieces together on what I want to do, whether repair one cylinder, take the heads off, pull the engine out and keep in mind, this is a van and a lot of RVs have the van front end. I know they're going to the trucks now, but they have that van front end. And I think most of the RVs come with a V10 in it. So you might experience this. And that's why I'm talking about this. This isn't for the guy who owns a van. This is for the guy who owns an RV, probably a class C with the V10 in it, but there's some class A's with V10s in them as well. So if you have a, an RV with a V10, you might have this problem. And so you're going to have to decide what you'll want to do. Now a class A motorhome with a V10, it'd be a lot easier to repair the, the spark plug hole if it did come out and ruin the threads. And what, what they have to do is get in there and literally rethread it. You know, they, they basically bore out the hole, rethread it, and then put in this, this insert that goes into the cylinder head and it locks down in place. And then your new, your new spark plug will screw into that. And really the big issue is one, you have to be able to get a straight shot on it. You know, you can't go in and you know, on a V or on the van, you can't go in at an angle and the spark plug is at an angle. So you can't really get that straight shot. And two, you can't leave a bunch of metal shavings in the cylinder, you know, that that'll ruin the cylinder. And then you have a bigger problem than what you started with. So after looking online, calling around the nut cert thing was probably not something I was going to do. I called to some shops, not only here in Yuma, I called Phoenix, Tucson, and the guys that were honest, the service writers that were honest, they would go out to the mechanic and say, Hey, what's the likelihood of this working on the van? How can we do this? And it was between 800 and a thousand dollars to do. And with no guarantee, it may work. It may not work. And you know, the downside of that is if I had my van towed to Phoenix 
and it didn't work. Now my van's in Phoenix, which makes it more expensive, a little harder to deal with. So after some deliberation with me, myself, and I, I decided I would just pull the engine out and remove the cylinder heads and take them to a machine shop and get the heads redone, get them rebuilt and get the spark plugs, all of them done, all 10. So with that decision made, you know, getting the engine out of the van and I will put some pictures on, on radio, Arizona RV for this, um, podcast showing, you know, what it takes. I mean, I'm not going to in depth here, but I'm going to show some pictures and the machine shop that did the work. They have a video that I might put on there. It's not really a live action video, you know, where it just draws you in with, you know, climactic things happening. You know, it's a machine shop, not too exciting. But these guys did take some time to do it. So I'm going to see about putting that on there as well. But anyway, back to, you know, taking the engine out, you have to take the front end of the van apart. You have to get inside, take the seats out. It's not as daunting as it sounds like. And I used to be a mechanic. So maybe for me, it wasn't as difficult or didn't seem like it. But I would say that if you're willing to do this, just do it. Taking the front end off didn't take that much longer than taking you have to take the radiator out and other things out of the way anyways. So it really didn't add like an hour, you know, hours to it and add days to it. It's just one more thing you had to do. Not all that bad. And everything came right off. It was pretty straightforward and simple. It wasn't complicated. You know, there's some body parts there, but they go right back on right where they came off. Very simple. So I would say that if you are, you know, if you're even contemplating doing something like this, pulling an engine, then do it in a, with the van front end, right up your alley. Not a problem. It's a do-it-yourselfer type of thing. If you have, you know, the mechanical skill set. Obviously, if you've never done this, worked on an engine, pulled an engine, it might be a little more difficult. But anyway, I uh, pulled the engine out and you know started uh, calling around to see where I could get the heads rebuilt. And, uh, you know, pulling the engine, the exhaust bolts break off, the studs break off. It's not a big deal. You know, you just take it to a machine shop and they fix it. Well, I start calling around and I find that no one in our area, Yuma, can do this. I'm getting this, well, we, we, we can do the valve job. We can, you know, um, put the inserts in the spark plug holes, but we can't get the broken studs out of the heads. And that's that's machine shop 101 stuff. So that made me kind of leery. And then it was going to be like $2,000 to put in the, the spark plug inserts on top of the, having the heads rebuilt. So that was crazy. I was like, no way I'm not spending that kind of money. That's nuts. So I start looking online for rebuild engines and there's many companies out there that do the engine rebuilding. You know, it's basically order the engine. When you get yours all, when you get it installed, all the parts transferred, you send your core back and they give you a refund and it sounds pretty simple. But then I started looking at the reviews and the reviews for these engine rebuilders, for these online engine rebuilders where, you know, just all done through, uh, you know, ship, they ship you an engine, you ship the core back. You never talk to anybody, really see anything, order it online. Reviews were horrible. So I called a couple and talked to them, but just wasn't comfortable. You know, I don't know what I'm getting for an engine because you're, you're sending your core back after you've installed something they sent to you. You don't know how many miles are on it, what went wrong with it. So after all said and done, I decided that 
I'm just going to have my engine rebuilt. I'm going to find a machine shop who will do the engine. Now, mind you, this is because of one spark plug coming out. The van had 235,000 miles on it. So the mileage is, the miles were high, but the van is still worth it. The van is not worth a ton of money, but it's cheaper than buying a 40 or $50,000 new vehicle. I don't really want to do that, or I didn't want to do that. And so I opted for this. And doing the engine rebuild, tell you right now, was $6,000. That's having it rebuilt, me doing all the labor of pulling the engine, putting it back in. But that's replacing all the parts on it. I'll get into that in a little bit. So the decision was made, going to have the re engine rebuilt. And so I had to find a machine shop now and start calling around in the, you know, the Arizona, Phoenix, Tucson area. I called San Diego trying to find something close by because I'm not going to have it done in Yuma. You know, the, the feeling I got was not good. I wasn't going to go that route. And I've talked to a couple guys that I know who are in the automotive industry or field in Yuma. And they said, if you can find a good rebuilder in Phoenix or Tucson, let me know. So they weren't thrilled with what, what Yuma is producing anyways. And yeah, there might've been someone I missed who I don't want to, you know, put everybody into the to the same basket here, broad brush this, um, you know, there, there could definitely have been someone I missed didn't talk to, but when you call around, if you're going to do this, it doesn't even matter if it's for this type of vehicle, having an engine rebuilt in general, you want to make sure of what you're getting and who's doing it and the quality of the work, because you can get an engine rebuilt for $1,500 or you can get one rebuilt for 5,000. And there's going to be a big difference on what kind of work is done. So we're up to this point now, decided to do this, going to shop around. And I finally find a place in Phoenix. But before I tell you who it is, I just want to remind you that you're listening to Radio Arizona RV, the RV maintenance and education show. My name is Eric Stark. I'm the host. And check out the website, RadioArizonaRV.com. And also, it is a podcast, so you can have it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, you know, any type of uh, podcast streaming website. We're out there on quite a few. They're listed on our website. So check it out, radio at RadioArizonaRV.com. Nice website with good information and episodes like this. So now let me get back to this. It's the Ford, Ford 10 spark plug problem, which has now turned into a rebuild. And again, that's because the miles on the vehicle, the van is in good shape. It's a 2002, the van itself with a good running engine is only worth maybe $3,000 without an engine worth, worth 500 bucks. But like I said, it's in great shape with no really seriously, no maintenance other than regular maintenance for, since 2002. Haven't had to do anything besides regular maintenance. So after looking online and making phone calls to Phoenix, Tucson, San Diego, I found a shop in Phoenix called R&R Custom Engines. And I talked to them several times. I was talking to Robert. He's one of the owners. It's two brothers and very knowledgeable. They give you confidence in what they can do. Just talking to them on the phone. There's no false hopes, no promises made. You know, they 
gave, they gave me a time frame. They said, listen, we're busy and it'll probably be 30 days, probably be 30 days. It ended up being longer than that. And that was fine, you know, cause I expected it to go longer. But the thing is they, they, they weren't going to come in and try to, you know, grind down their price to match someone else's price. They weren't skipping on parts. And as it turned out, the engine was at that time, you know, the, the cylinder, the pistons, the rings, the crank, they were in good shape, but would they have lasted another hundred or 200,000 miles? Maybe, maybe not, but the heads definitely needed to be rebuilt. Robert said that, you know, they were just junk. The valve guides were trashed. You know, the seals were bad. And, and I can attest to that because in the morning, sometimes I'd go to start it and smoke would come out. And that is a sign of valve seals. The oil's leaking down into the cylinder. Then it burns off and comes out the exhaust. So his diagnosis there was right on. And they showed me all the parts when it was done. They saved every single part that they replaced on that engine. And so new pistons, rings, they resurfaced the crank, new camshafts, which most of these rebuilders don't put in new camshafts because they're not cheap. Timing chains, you know, valve guides, valve seals, valves. Um, you know, they machine the heads, machine the block. But before I even, well, I shouldn't say that I, I took the vehicle or the engine out there. You know, I loaded up in my truck, headed to Phoenix, which along the way, I'll put a picture of this too. I did have to buy a set of tires in Gila Bend because the tires of my truck were so old the tread was great, but the sidewall started just coming apart, barely made it to Gila Bend. And when I got there, I had to buy four brand new tires for a four wheel drive and 600 bucks in Gila Bend gets you junk. <laughs> but I had, I got four tires, you know, I'll, I'll show you pictures. I'll put pictures on the website. But anyway, that's just part of the adventure going to, uh, drop the engine off. And I really wanted to see their shop talking to Robert on the phone was great, but I wanted to see their shop, you know, if it's some grease pit filled with, you know, antiquated machinery, guys working on the ground, honing, you know, cylinders with a block sitting on the ground, which I saw, um, in part of this process, I walked into a machine shop and the guy literally had a head on the ground and he's honing the cylinders, you know, not impressive. And not to mention the shop was just filled with clutter and junk from floor to ceiling. Every bolt and nut they've taken off and never used went someplace, but not in the trash or recycled, just sitting on shelves. R&R custom engines is not like this. Their shop is clean, you know, especially for a busy machine shop who has, you know, engines coming and going clean. Their machinery up to date, very impressive. And that's what really got my attention. They had modern equipment. And this stuff is not cheap. These machines are in the, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and they didn't just have one or two, the entire shop had machinery. They had a process that engine would be taken apart, stripped down, cleaned and go from one station to the next. Very thorough, very efficient. And they kept all the parts together. You know, your engine and your parts weren't scattered among, you know, 16 or 20 other engines. You know, the bolts weren't just thrown into bin with all the other bolts. And they figured out later on, everything was, you know, clearly kept together. And these guys are knowledgeable. They have cars they've built there, you know, and a, a, a clean looking hot rod doesn't give someone credibility. 
you know, really the end result is how is that engine? What's their reputation? How many people have used this company? How many people have complained online? And there's always going to be some, com- some complaints. Not, there's not any business that's not going to have a complaint. So you have to weigh that. If there's one complaint out of, you know, 50 reviews and 49 of the reviews are good or, you know, 40 are awesome, seven are good, ever how you want to break it down. So just looking at the shop, it doesn't mean that they're going to do this, you know, this awesome work, but it certainly gives you the confidence that they're going to do better work than some of the other shops and going to their shop right down the street was another engine rebuilder, big old giant sign in front, you know, engines rebuilt, you know, $1,499, three day service. And just the parking lot was an absolute junkyard pigsty. So $1,499, $1,499. I could have had that engine done in three days. What do you think I would have got? Not what I got with R&R engines. They wouldn't have replaced all the parts. They wouldn't have machined everything. They would have had to send things out to machine because they wouldn't have had the equipment. That's if they even would have done it. You don't know what you're going to get. And would you have been able to get your old parts? They could show you any pistons, but you, you know, are you going to know that they came out of your engine? So, you know, these guys do good work and you know, I went down there, it was maybe 40 days after I dropped it off 45. Like I said, in you know, in the beginning, I didn't think it was going to take 30. I, I knew it was going to take longer. They're a busy shop and they do things right. These guys aren't you know, speed demons trying to just crank out motors. They want every engine to leave and to run and run good for a long time. So I got the engine, got it home, you know, went back in the van, piece of cake. You know, this thing went together so quick. It was almost scary. Like, did I miss something? Did I forget to put the engine back in? You know, the hardest part was putting the intake manifold back on because you have to put the entire engine in without the intake. And that's the downside of, uh, the van is there's just not enough room between the, the dash or the, the body underneath the dash to raise the engine up to, to actually get it out. So you have to take the intake manifold off very tight chain to hook up the engine or the cherry picker. So putting it back on, you know, not only is it hard to get in there, you don't want the the gaskets to move. And also as you're sliding it in, you want to make sure nothing falls into the cylinder holes, which is, you know, a big concern. Something goes into the, you know, where the valves are or the intake holes where the intake manifold goes and you start up that engine, you got a knock and you got a problem right off the bat. So that, you know, got the engine in, put the intake manifold on, got that thing sealed up and started putting on everything else. And, you know, I just took it from a, you know, a unique approach, everything underneath, did everything underneath at one shot that I could, then went on top, did everything on top, you know, and that's after getting the transmission and the engine, you know, locked down, bolted the flywheel connected to the, to the torque converter. And these Fords have the studs on the torque converter. So getting the engine in and lined up with the flywheel and the torque converter, a little tricky, but it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. Not a big Ford guy. I was always GM, Cadillac and GM. So I'm much more familiar with those, but this thing was a piece of cake. And the long or the short story is, you know, it hasn't been a short story. It's a long story. Put the engine in, filled up the fluids, oil, coolant, all that good stuff. Started the engine up, 
thing ran like a top. You know, and on these new engines or newer vehicles, you know, this is what was kind of new to me is I've never done this new of a vehicle with an engine. And this is a 2002. You know, I was used to, you put in an engine, even with fuel injection, you know, back in the day when I was working on Cadillacs, you got to still mess with the timing. There's some things you have to do and make sure that the fuel injection system is working properly. And prior to that, it was carburetors. Actually, when I was working on Cadillac, some of them had carburetors. So you're adjusting the carburetors, the timing, you're doing all these things and, you know, making sure everything's good. Yeah. This thing you, you put in the engine, put it all, you literally just put on the air cleaner, put everything on it. You know, if you've done everything you're supposed to do and the way you put on the valve covers and any of the, the tinnage you had to put on, you know, and make sure there's no leaks. You know, you did the gaskets right, torque things right. And if there's no leaks, that's it. You're done. This thing fires up, runs, and you go. And that's what happened. And I have about 5,000 miles on it now. And I've been kind of holding off on this episode just to make sure before I gave a kudos, kudos to a R&R engine that there were no problems. Although I didn't really think there would be because just the way it went together, fired right up, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So it was kind of the long road to hoe to do the, to just fix a spark plug problem. And a lot of people probably think I'm crazy, but the vehicle was worth the money. In fact, you know, the payments on a 40 or $50,000 van, I've already recouped because I haven't paid them. You know, in, in essence, if you look at it, making those monthly payments from the time I've done it to now, it's paid for the engine, you know, in theory, you know, just trying to make myself feel better about it. But I look at it this way. If I get another hundred thousand miles out of this van, which is going to be five to seven years for me, that's it. I don't care. That'll work for me. You know, if the engine is still at a hundred thousand running strong, you know, and someone wants to buy that van or it's time to get rid of it or throw it away, whatever. I have no problem with that. That was my goal. Get another hundred, get another hundred thousand out of it and not have to buy a new vehicle. As much as new vehicles are nice and everything, you know, they're that warm, fuzzy smell, even for a van. I love driving vans. Vans are awesome. You can store so much in them, carry things out of the weather, out of sight. It's harder for people to see and harder for people to steal. So anyway, the R and R engines did, you know, a bang up job on this and the van runs awesome, you know, every aspect of it. And I did replace the radiator the heater hoses, radiator hoses, spark plugs, the, uh, serpentine belt, you know, all the exhaust studs were new because most of them broke off, but I wasn't going to put anything used back on there if I didn't have to, you know, all the new gaskets, everything that could be replaced was replaced thermostat, obviously, but you know, the heating or the cooling systems, you know, important because you don't want a radiator hose to blow. Then you, you know, you cook this engine or blow a head gasket on it. Cause you don't want to take the engine out again. Cause you really have to pull the motor just to get the head gasket off. So, you know, basically everything under the hood, if you will, was new, you know, other than the power steering pump, but a new water pump was put on, you know, there's some things like the power steering pumps, probably the only other major thing while well, in the air in the AC compressor. You know, I didn't replace that, although I did break the, uh, you know, the seal on the, on the air conditioning system. But, you know, this is something you have to think about too. I didn't have the gauges for it because I don't have modern gauges. I have old air conditioning gauges. Don't fit the new vehicles. Wasn't going to buy them because I wasn't going to, 
you know, uh, put the Freon back in myself. So rather than just, you know, let all the Freon out and blow out and, you know, the oil comes out of the compressor with that, I just cracked the lines, let them bleed down until there's no Freon left, took the lines off, taped them up really good with masking tape or actually painter's masking tape because it doesn't leave a residue. And, you know, so then when I put it all back together, everything just went back together, went and had the, the system, you know, a vacuum pulled on it, recharged, checked for leaks, everything's good. You know, that was 150 bucks, not a bad deal. But anyway, everything's new. The van runs great. So if you have a spark plug problem with a Ford V10 or any other vehicle and you feel like it's just not worth it, really analyze the value of the vehicle. You know, what's it going to cost to buy a new vehicle versus rebuilding the engine or even just taking the heads off and having those rebuilt? Depending on, you know, your circumstances, the vehicle, just having the heads redone and the spark plugs, you know, with the inserts put in there might be the answer. And I did do the inserts on all the cylinders so I wouldn't have to worry about a spark plug blowing out again. That was kind of the point of this, to be done with it once and for all. So I want to conclude here and thank you for listening. And I know this was long-winded, but I, I did mention I'm going to do half an hour episodes. I'm probably a little bit over now. So I'm going to try to dial that in. It's not like a radio show where you got someone bugging you to stop now, start now, stop now. And I have done some radio, so I'm a little more familiar with that. So my timing uh, definitely needs some improvement. But hey, check it out. RadioArizonaRV.com. Look at the episode. Look at the pictures. And if you have any questions, as always, you can call me toll-free, 800-789-5588. I'm generally available Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, the RV maintenance and education show for the do-it-yourselfer. Thank you for listening.